0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I'm excited to have this show with you, at least on social media on Wednesday. The recording will come out on Saturdays in Austin and the Dallas area, but we're right in the middle of the week and in the middle of the last few days of the state legislative session. If you're not paying attention, the House and the Senate are taking some big votes in the next couple of days. Just as a reminder, our legislature only meets every two years, right? So these opportunities to address some really pressing problems and issues don't come along very often. So we gotta make the most of those. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, in the media. And I'm excited about our guest today because she's right in the middle of some important work too at our Texas Capitol. Senator Donna Campbell has been serving in the Texas Senate for the Hill Country area since 2013. She is a board-certified emergency room physician, proudly from the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston. And she's been serving the great people of Central Texas for many years. She is the chair of nominations committee this session and also the vice chair of the Education Committee. Senator Campbell, welcome back to the Texas Values Report.
1: Well, it's good to be back with you.
0: Well, listen, uh, there's a lot of attention in the Texas House on Friday. Now, certainly a lot of attention today and tomorrow because the House has got a deadline for House bills, but that doesn't impact your Senate Bill 14. And I know you're doing a lot of great work this session. I see you posting on social media. You've already got some great bills passed. Uh, and that that's great work. We know there's a variety of things you care about. You've been a leader on the pro-life issue. You've been a leader on pro-excuse uh, me, religious freedom and also faith issues related to protecting our the values we care about throughout the state of Texas, as well as keeping people safe. And so one of the things you're working on this session, Lieutenant Governor priority, I know a priority for you as well, is Senate Bill 14. And I'm just going to sum it up for people Essentially, what the bill does, it protects children from having to go through or being forced to go through harmful gender transitions, surgeries, operations, puberty blockers. Some people describe them as mutilations of the bodies of children. These awful things that we know have been going on. It's been well documented, but we don't have anything in state law. Your Senate Bill 14 addresses those issues and protects kids in those certain situations. And you've already finished the Senate. Now the bill's over in the house. Tell us about why this issue has been important to you.
1: Oh, I think this, and sorry if there's some noise, folks are coming in and out. It's an active day. You know, many times you have to fight. You've got to work hard against something in order to fight for something. We do a lot of that uh, fighting for something or blocking things, but this bill should truly be, I say, I'd say a priority for every, yeah. every person in Texas. This bill is about protecting children. I, I really find it hard to understand how people cannot see this bill but any, any way other than that. So what is this bill that is causing quite a bit of controversy? This is a bill that stops the the abuse, the exploitation of children, the exploitation of a mental delusion that one child would think that they are truly a different gender, a different sex. This bill blocks the permitting, This bill prohibits the use of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and any kind of surgical manipulation in order to change genders. That's what it does. That's all it does.
0: Well, listen, your bill's timely because this is an issue that we see talked about more and more. Uh, We see people continuing to demonstrate concerns. We're talking about Senate Bill 14, This is the bill that protects children from having to go through harmful and dangerous gender transitions, puberty blocker surgeries, and all kinds of mutilating procedures for kids' bodies, uh, really taking off body parts in some circumstances of kids. Oftentimes, these are procedures and surgeries that are irreversible. And, And so a lot of times people don't realize that's what we're talking about. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share this on my facebook page as we're streaming live so people might we might get a little bit more attention a little bit more traffic so more people can be a part of this conversation and benefit from it um they posted uh we invite you to do that too if you're watching on facebook share this like it get into some groups drop some comments and some chats so you can help other people find about more about this issue you know i tell you senator campbell um the hearings have been striking the hearings in the senate the hearing in the house, the opportunity, and even more so than two years ago when we worked on this issue before, young people particularly and their families being able to come forward now and talk about the devastating experiences they've yes. um, dealt with. Chloe Cole, a young man named Abel, Prisha, all these different young people that I mean, you can imagine how difficult it is for them to talk about these things publicly. These are things that they've gone through. Chloe Cole has to confront at 18 years old. She'll never have children. You know, the regret that goes along with that. But she's used that to say, you know what, I want to make sure this doesn't happen to anyone else. And so I think that's what we're hearing, these testimonies that are real and authentic And allow lawmakers and people across the state to see there is a real problem here, and we need to address it with having some regulation and some restrictions in law so other kids don't get hurt. And you pass the Senate. Now we're over in the House. We're expecting that this bill is going to be heard on Monday. Dr. Oliverson's carrying the House. What a blessing, too you got an emergency room physician yourself in the Senate. You've got Dr. Oliverson, an anesthesiologist, but, you know, incredible medical history himself. Because this issue, there is a lot of medical terminology that's been used. I think you and Dr. Oliverson have handled it really well.
1: Thank you. Well, I think it's, first of all, I think it's very appropriate that two doctors flank this, this legislation. Because, and truly, What we don't want is the government coming between patient and doctor. So I was asked if that's your belief, which it is, and is actually what got me into the legislature. Then why are you getting in the middle of this? And you know the first rule of medicine is do no harm.
0: That's right.
1: And if the way I feel, and I think Dr. Oliverson's on the same page, if a profession And in this case, the medical profession cannot regulate its own to prevent harm to the general public and most certainly most certainly our children, then the government must step in and that's what we're doing.
0: Well, that- the, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and, you know, and and this is a limited government role, right? There should be certain circumstances that rise to the level where the members of the legislature, legislature can say, listen, enough with this. If y'all can't handle your own business the right way, your own industry, we're going to step in and protect kids because they're not going to know. For, you know, for sure what's going on in these situations, they're going to go into a doctor's office or whatever these people are calling themselves and trust that, oh, this person is looking out for my best interests. You know, surely this is no way experimental and there are all these results that suggest that these things work out so well, but that's not the case here and so I think it is you you, and members of Le- um. Other members of the legislature are well within your right to do it. This is a uh, lieutenant governor's priority. We know that uh, Governor Abbott has expressed support and concern about this issue as well for many years. And so a lot of good folks that are involved in making these decisions are already on board and supported. You know, I'll tell you, um, I had Chloe Cole on. We've seen some, you know, some footage and some pictures of, where kids have had body parts removed, where you see some of the stitching, and it just looks so unnatural, and so devastating. And they've got to carry these scars moving forward. They've got to carry these irreversible effects moving forward. And it allows us to see, listen, we don't have to continue to do this. And, you know, I, this is, I don't want to say it's funny. It shouldn't be. It's sad, but striking in the house. You might have heard this. They asked one of these physicians, you had a dialogue with this physician too in the Senate that are supposed to be experts, but this woman could not even answer the question, what is a woman? It took her, I don't know how many um, minutes. She said it was a complicated question or answer, but when she was asked, can a man have a baby? Immediately she said, yes. These are the, some of the types of people that are making medical judgments for young people. And I think that's just one example why there continues well, to be a growing concern. I'll
1: tell, yes, I'll tell you. First of all, there is no, no good science at all. Yeah. And, but there is a lot of common sense. And you know, if, you, if you've got a Y, you're a guy. That's it. Two X's make a woman, a girl. But if you're a Y, you're a guy. Whenever I laid the bill out in the Senate, in the committee, I said that there would be testimony that there would be some truth, and that's the people who are speaking against, those were the people speaking against this gender modification, that there would be lies many, guilt plenty, regrets some, but more important, more regret still to come. Because this is exploding. You know, 15 years ago, we had hardly anything about it. Now, it is like a social contagion. And they get folks, kids just looking on the internet, they can just ask a few choice questions, or even one with the right words in it. And up pops all this information that can be like a can lead the child into believing, oh my goodness, I must have this gender dysphoria, which let me say, gender dysphoria, I believe, is a purposefully chosen uh, description of what is happening to be an acceptable diagnosis, if you will, gender dysphoria. I'll tell you what it is. It is a mental delusion. This is a mental problem i said it when i addressed it on the floor when i passed it it's not meant to harm somebody but we don't need to you know sweet talk it or disguise it as anything a mental delusion is a false belief about something that is true and obvious right in front of you you are a girl you can say you're a boy all you want but it doesn't change the fact you're a girl so this is a mental delusion and we do know if children are left without being given any puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, that by the time they're out of puberty, 80 to 90% doesn't, does not not have a desire, do not have the belief that they are a different gender. We need to leave them alone with that. And many times they can go to a counselor. Parents love their children and they are misguided by folks that they have a trust in, should be able to trust in, but counts, there are some counsel, some counselors that are misguiding the parents. And parents are making a decision to support a child who is too young to make a decision, who is too young to understand what is happening. The parents love their child. They are told, do you want a live trans child or a dead straight one? What's a parent to do with something like that? That is, that is wrong. So this bill stops that, does not give the parent an opportunity to follow any kind of misguided representation.
0: Well, and They're no, not you're absolutely enough
1: right. Therapy. They're not given enough counseling. They can go to one counseling. Yes, this is gonna fix all your problems. Let's change you from a boy to a girl. And wrong.
0: No, you're right. Listen, and we're talking with Senator Donna Campbell. She is the Senate author of Senate Bill 14. This is the bill that protects kids from these harmful and dangerous gender transition procedures, puberty blockers, mutilation. It's, I mean, this has been a huge discussion during this legislative session. Senate Bill 14 already passed the Senate. It is set up and scheduled for a vote on the House floor on this coming Friday uh, May 12th. I know there's been a, a lot of discussion because it had an opportunity to get voted a couple of other times. We move forward from that. If you haven't seen the video where I had to walk through sort of a gauntlet of people that were attacking me, yelling and screaming all kinds of crazy stuff, you can go to Texas Values Action Twitter to see that video that just sort of happened. Uh, it was not something we expected. There is a lot of aggression in the opposition. There is a lot of, I mean, in my opinion, people that are that are ready to be violent, they're threatening. And so, and that's concerning because we're talking about a legitimate mental health issue, as you mentioned, right? We need to have some care and concern for some of these folks, these well, kids, and we've tried to do that.
1: Let me, let me just add, this is a cottage industry. So what do I mean by that? This is, this is an industry that has just blown up. Yeah. The, the drugs that they put the children on are multiple, hundreds of times higher in cost than an adult who must be on these medicines for a different reason. Surgeries are astronomical in price. Surgeons are making money, counselors are making money, big pharmacy is making money off of the children. Children get, you know, brought into this like, oh, you know, this is going to fix problems that, did I really have those as problems? And It becomes, they get so far down the road that if they decided they wanted to change back, there's not support to change back. And not only that, insurance companies pay going forward, but there's no dollar, there are no dollars there for somebody who transitioned who wants to go back. Surgery, it's too late. Yeah, and
0: you you have uh, the insurance industry that won't cover the surgeries to reverse these things. I know we've been trying to address that during the legislative process
1: as irreversible. Well. irreversible, but the point also is there are not dollars to help them to go forward medically. What do you do after age 26 and you're off your parents' insurance? What do you do when you get a job and you, you know, you've got your insurance that you have at a job, one of the persons that were detransitioning. I said, where do you do you have insurance to support you? And he said, no. I said, what about your insurance at your job? And he said, I was afraid to tell him what I had done. So he doesn't have insurance.
0: No, it's a real struggle. And you mentioned the mental health things that a lot of times are getting overlooked. People are not getting the treatment, the mental health uh, protection and support, the counseling. We know that is shown to be the most effective way to address a lot of these issues. And we support that. We think it's a good idea for people to interact and to have medical health professionals. Of All right. Course. Friday's going to be the day. Senate Bill 14. And oh, by the way, Donna Campbell, Senator Campbell, you can see her in person on June 9th. She's going to be speaking at our dinner event in San Antonio at Cornerstone Church. That is a Friday, June 9th. Go to our website, txvalues.org. Get your tickets. We're going to talk about at that point, legislative session is going to be over. The governor may be calling a special at that point. We don't know. But one way or another, this chapter will be over. We'll know where this bill is and where some other issues will be. And you can hear you can hear directly from Senator Campbell at that event. We're looking at having her there June 9th. That is a Friday night at Cornerstone Church, pastored by John Heggie. Senator Campbell, listen, I know you and your colleagues, your fellow senators, our Lieutenant Governor friend, Dan Patrick, you've got some work still to do today. And we know we're looking forward to Dr. Oliverson and his work on the floor of the House. On Friday, we invite people to come to our office across the street from the Capitol. We'll look out for you, come to the Capitol and support House Bill 13. Senator Campbell, thank you for being I mean. such a leader on this issue. And thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report.
1: You're welcome. Let me just say one thing in closing. First of all, we need your prayer. We need everybody, all your listeners' prayer because God can fix all of this. Number two, we've got to support Dr. Oliverson. Representative Oliverson is taking the tip of the spear. He has, It was a. it was a, you know, it was hard on my side, but it is a battle in the house, a battle. And he is doing a great job he's my hero on carrying this bill
0: yeah he, he's about as steady and even tempered you know because he's had a lot of different things coming at him and we're going to be by his side every step of the way um to finish okay. this
1: for i also good. i also want to commend um the chairman dustin burroughs because he runs the calendar and if he didn't have support for this we we would not be able to bring it forward so quickly.
0: No, he insisted. No, you're right. He insisted to get back on the calendar. And that's had a big reason why this bill continues to have an opportunity to move forward. We're going to find out on Friday. The votes are there. This bill gets on the floor and they're allowed to vote. I think we're there and the bill gets done and we'll be seeing the governor signing it soon. So we'll be praying for that. Senator Campbell, thank you so much for taking some time today to be our guest on the Texas Values Report.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: All right, we're glad to catch Senator Campbell for a few minutes. She literally walked off the Senate floor and then went into her office and jumped on Zoom real quick to spend some time with us. What a timely issue. I mean, this ha- this vote is happening on Friday. Okay, Friday, May 12th, the House is gonna vote finally on Senate Bill 14. We know they had a couple of other chances. There were some points of order called, some technicality uh, questions that were raised. And so um, so here it is, back again, but there's still time to get it done. But for House bills, the deadline is Thursday, May 11th. So you're going to hear and see a lot of uh, social media activity around that. Some great bills that we're hoping still get done. Some bad bills, we hope, don't make it to the cut. Or if they do come up for a vote, they get voted down. You need to go to our action site, txvaluesaction.org, to find more about that. Listen, if you see value in our work, Make a donation today at txvalues.org. You might just want to sponsor the event, right? I mean, you can't come to the event with Donna Campbell on June 9th. Send in a sponsorship. Help us underwrite our costs. You might want to help this radio show and podcast get produced every week. Our costs are about $200 every week to produce this program. Not that bad. I mean, that's just sort of bare bones. That's not even factoring in how much it costs to buy the equipment. That's just sort of running it every week. Maybe you want to be our sponsor this week. Send in a donation for $200. Maybe you want to cover the whole month. Send us $800. That'd be great so we can continue to have this great program on. You know, we're, I think, over 300 consecutive episodes. What a pleasure and privilege and, and really what a blessing to have uh, this radio program, I think, going on for four, five, six years. I lost track. All right, whatever three um, 300 episodes Uh, factors into I think that's about six years right 52 weeks a year approximately Uh, but listen txvalues.org to find out more about the event June 9th with Senator Donna Campbell in the San Antonio area Cornerstone Church they've got a wonderful facility for banquets um, pastored there by John Hagee a lot of great people that's where our one of our members of our team Pastor Nino Gonzalez attends that's where he was on staff for quite A long time. So we're excited to be there with some good friends in the San Antonio area, not too far here from Houston. We had a great event last week, okay? On Friday, if you missed it, our Fort Worth event with Riley Gaines. She was sensational. I'm telling you, I've been around her quite a bit. I've seen her speak. She brought a whole new level that night. And it was wonderful, too, because a lot of people at that event at our Texas Values and Texas Values Action Benefit Dinner in Fort Worth, uh, people who had not met Riley Gaines. Many of them had heard of her, but they had not met her in person. They had never seen her speak in person, and they were truly inspired, but also just encouraged to see a young woman like her who's gone through this incredible experience of being forced to compete against a man, not just any man, a guy that was getting a lot of attention, Leah Thomas, formerly Will Thomas, who was competing in swimming, And it's interesting every time I hear her talk about this, because it sort of emphasizes or allows me to go back for a second and and really take in. She was the best in the world, one of the best swimmers ever at the college level, just to sort of emphasize how good she was. She was invited to the Olympic trials. I mean, she was an NCH champion. I don't know how many times she mentioned, 10, 15 times. I mean, you know, and she talked a lot about the dedication it takes to get to that level at our event. I think we posted some of the videos on our social media channels on Twitter and Facebook, but she was the best, no exaggeration. And she taught, this guy was able to tie her. I mean, it is striking too that she, you know, he didn't beat her. She tied him like that's how good she is but that's how big of a difference there is when you deal with these issues of sports, he was ranked 400 462nd in the world or in the country. I forget. And then he races Riley. Who's the best in her division in the country and he ties her for fifth place. Right. I mean, and so um, such a big difference, right? I mean, and she talks about some other stuff when she was at our event, what it was like to have to be in the locker room when he undressed, None of his anatomy has changed. I think he's grown his hair out. You know what I mean? And so let's not overlook that as well. That bill still needs, needs to get done. Senate Bill 15, the Save Women's Sports Bill. Um, it's passed the committee in the House, already passed the full Senate. And we're hoping to get on the Senate floor very soon. Continue to message your elected officials. Let them know, hey, thank you. We appreciate you supporting it. Now let's finish the job. Let's keep it positive, but let's keep it up, right? Let's keep interacting with them. Engage on social media. Use the hashtag Save Women Sports um, when you hashtag. And look at our website, SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. You can sign the petition there. Put your name on there. We're going to submit this to elected officials. But um, listen, we don't have a lot of time left, maybe two weeks um, at most, maybe 12 days left to get this stuff done. So we need your help to keep the, the, um, the volume up, if you will. Amplify it, multiply it, keep the focus on that. We've got a great religious liberty bill we're hoping to get voted on today or tomorrow. It's already passed the Senate and the Texas House and a variety of other great legislation that's on there. Go to our action site, txvaluesaction.org to see more about that. But we're in the final days. And look, let's remember, we only meet every two years, every other year, if we don't get these things done. As a matter of fact, I was in a hearing this morning where with a bill, Senate Bill 12, which is trying to protect kids from having drag queens perform in front of them. Kids should not be at these events drag queen performers that are just almost entirely sexual in nature, they should not be able to be involved in events that target or have kids involved. And many of them are doing it over and over. It's almost like it continues to increase. What other place can they go in to sort of feature kids and act like it's not a big deal? It is it is a big deal. It's not right. And more and more parents are tired of it, right? I mean, and so and the only way to stop it at this point is to put some laws in place because other people have protested these events. They've made it clear that they're not, they're, um, that's not something they support and you see them growing. Txvalues.org to see more about what we're doing that. Check our social media channels. Listen, our work is increasing. The intensity is going up. Our expenses are going up. We need you to step up. Make that tax deductible donation today at txvalues.org. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.